Good morning. Welcome to Devotions for Worship. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton, and today is Saturday, May 30th. Thank you for being with me. As we start today, we begin by remembering our baptism, remembering that Jesus used baptism, the washing of the water and the word, to sanctify us and to present us to himself without splendor, spot, or wrinkle, that we would be holy and without blemish. And so we make the sign of the cross and say, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, on Saturday morning, you rested in the tomb, the painful work of our redemption completed on the cross, and you awaited your glorious resurrection on Sunday morning. Please bless us with refreshment today. Give us peace such as the world cannot give, but is only available through faith in you. Let the events of the day give you glory. And do not let the tasks of today distract us from anticipating the joy of going to your house tomorrow. Let your spirit rest upon us so that today we may walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. Amen. We confess our Christian faith using the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 6. Psalm 6. To the choir master with stringed instruments, according to the Shemanith, a psalm of David. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for I am languishing. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? Turn, O Lord, deliver my life. Save me for the sake of your steadfast love. For in death there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who will give you praise? I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows weak because of all my foes. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. For the Lord has heard the sound of my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord accepts my prayer. All my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. This is a matter of life and death. When our sin puts us in terror of God's wrath and anger, we are oppressed by the certain knowledge that we will die. I'm not speaking metaphorically here, although we could go that route and think about the way that sin brings death to our relationships, our emotions, and our ethics. Sin brings death, physical death, and the certainty of that fact is heavy on David as he writes this psalm. In death, there is no remembrance of you. In Sheol, who will give you praise? 
Sheol is a generic term for where we go when we die. It's neither heaven nor hell, just a place of the dead. So it often gets translated as the grave. David teaches us to cry out to God in our guilt and fear. He recognizes that God is his problem. God's anger and wrath because of sin will bring him death. He also knows that God is his salvation from sin and death. When we experience God's judgment, we cannot run away from him. We must run to him. But how can we do that? Because we know that God's desire is to show us mercy. How can we know that? Because Jesus put himself under the wrath we deserved for our sin. He bore the sin and the anger so that we might know the love of God and receive life. Just now, we were doing exactly what this psalm is talking about. In death, there is no remembrance. But while we still draw breath, we can remember and be reminded. Remember what? Remember Christ, crucified, risen, ascended, coming again for you. Be reminded of what? His mercy, salvation, forgiveness, and life. Even in our guilt, when the heavy feeling of death is upon us, we can praise God, recalling, reciting, meditating upon all he has done to save us from sin and to heal the ways it brings death to us. Yesterday I said that Psalm 6 is one of seven penitential psalms. People think that penitence is their action to cause God to forgive them. The idea seems to be that God is waiting rather impatiently while condescending and angry because of what we've done. And he's waiting for us to get our act together, to turn away from sin. And then after we've changed our ways and said we're sorry, then he'll forgive us. But that is not at all the idea behind Psalm 6. In Psalm 6, the assumption is that God forgives, has mercy, blesses, and does you good. So when you find yourself feeling that your relationship with God is on the rocks, the thing to do is to cry out to God, depend on his forgiveness, and trust in his salvation. Remember what he has done for you. Cling to Jesus' cross. Hold on to God's promises and be reminded that they are for you. As we pray today, we will pray the seventh petition of the Lord's Prayer, but deliver us from evil. And then that will be followed with prayers for the church, for your pastor and the staff and your fellow members. We pray, but deliver us from evil. Dear Father, please rescue us from every evil of body and soul, possessions and reputations. And finally, when our last hour comes, give us a blessed end and graciously take us from this valley of sorrow to heaven, where we will live eternally with you and with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we lift before you our churches. Many churches are opening tomorrow here in, uh, in our area, and we pray, Lord, that you would be with them. Bless them. Let their precautions be beneficial to the members of their congregations. We pray, Lord, that churches would be able to gather and 
to hear your word and to be reminded of your grace and forgiveness and that they would receive that grace and forgiveness. But at the same time, Lord, we know that there are many people who will not be able to come into your house because of the the health risks at this time. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with them. Watch over them, bless them, and defend them, and make sure that they have what they need. And make sure that they hear through uh, the internet broadcasts or the radio broadcasts or however they hear your word, that they hear that word of your forgiveness, life, and peace. Be with pastors as they struggle with new ways to lead worship and be with them as they uh, worry about their congregants and as they worry about all the things that could go wrong, even as they are excited and anticipate being able to see people in their churches tomorrow. Be with the church staff that supports and does so much work that has made it possible for these churches to, to open and for people to gather. And Lord, we pray that your spirit would be upon us all. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for being with me this morning. I pray that your day is full of God's peace, and that when the evening comes, that you'll join me for an evening devotion.